Would you pray with me? How awesome you are, God. And we praise your holy name. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We do praise you that indeed this is the day that you've made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, God, because you have made us the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We glorify you that we are blessed when we go in and we're blessed when we come out. We have nothing more to say but thank you and praise you. Lord, I pray that you would bless your people. And anoint me, ah, God, anoint me to preach your word. Think through my mind and speak through my lips. I desire the best gifts to be in operation this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Be seated if you can. I hope you left your seatbelts at home. I told Father Jose that um, I really wanted to have the permission not to preach from the lectionary. Every now and then the Lord will speak to me in a prophetic way for the house with this particular chapter in Acts. There is no private interpretation of scripture. You can take a verse and live off it for years because the word of God is pregnant with possibilities It's full of life and power. Are you ready this morning? Yeah, you look a little sleepy, but... uh... (laughs) My assignment this morning is, are you sleeping? Are you sleeping? And we're going to focus on the jailer. And I hope there's no jailers in here this morning, unless you are willing to be redeemed from the curse of the law. I am a California girl, is the point of introduction. Born and raised in East Los Angeles, traveled all over the country, and now I am back home. I grew up in a home of preachers and musicians, and I just kind of fell in between um, that group. So uh, bear with me as I will be myself this morning. I want to thank you for the privilege to serve you as one of the assisting priests of Father Jose. You couldn't have a better pastor and Father Jose. Let me say that again. I have served in a lot of churches. I have been to England, and I know all the games and things that pastors sing and do that you don't hear and see. And in the short time that I've been here, when we're in the back praying, Father Jose implores the Holy Spirit to come, to help us, to cleanse us, to straighten us up, to heal us and to give us direction. This morning he prayed about the doors that are closed to be open for us. That's a good man. He's a clean man. With me being, I have to say this, I'm feeling pressed to do this. Father Jose, I don't mean to embarrass you, but being a woman, minister, you know what a man can or cannot do. Isn't that right, ladies? This is a clean man. There are not a lot of pastors that I know that are clean men. And they preach large congregations. And they know how to say the right thing. But they don't know the man. That's what my mother would say. They don't know the man. 
And so I want to talk about the man, Jesus Christ. And as you're finding Acts, the 16th chapter, I want to give you a background. I want to set the scene for where we're going. Now, Paul was on his second missionary journey from Macedonia, and he was, could not go to Asia because the Holy Spirit forbade him. And so he went to Philippi instead. And while, if you can picture this, while he is walking down the street, uh, he's talking to Silas, and he said, you know what, we really need to go to temple. But there were a lot of Greeks in Philippi, and there weren't any Jewish temples or church houses. But they heard about a prayer meeting uh, by the river that a bunch of women um, had gathered. So he said, okay, Silas, why don't we go to this prayer meeting? On the way to the prayer meeting, there was a young girl, the scripture says. She was owned. She was a slave. And I call her a walking 900 number. <laughs> she would, could, you know, share a little what Satan would say. Satan does know everything, but he knows some things. And he uh, would use this girl to make money for these guys that use her for these false prophecy. And so Paul and Silas come on the scene and she says, here, hey, hey, here, here, these apostles of God, hear them. Now it doesn't say how long she did it, but a few days, enough that um, it irritated Paul. Not that what she was saying was wrong, but it was the spirit behind what she said that caused him to be disturbed. You see, Satan is not omniscient. Satan is not omnipresent. He is not all-knowing. He knows some things. And the audacity of Satan to use this young girl to proclaim who they were, their offices, was a disgrace because it, what it does is that it causes people to be disillusioned. If this is a false 900 number saying this, then this must be true. So why do we need Paul's God when we can pay for this? So I want you to understand. As we go on in this story, I want you to know that God is interested in the details. And we, too, must watch details. Okay? Details, important. Have you found Acts 16 yet? Okay, good. Let's look at the, let me see, where do I want to start? 19th verse. Um, one day it says, as they were going to the place of prayer, which I just told you, they met a slave girl who had the spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God, who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit... I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that there was no hope of making money, 
they seize Paul and Silas, drag them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews. They lied. They just stopped their business. Do you see that? Pay attention to details. And are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt, to observe. The crowd joined in attacking them. And the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. And they had given them a severe flogging. They threw them into prison and ordered the jailer, and they ordered the jailer and ordered the jailer to keep them secretly. The jailer was ordered to keep them secretly. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet to the stocks. They were in trouble. That's what I would say. They got into trouble for doing the right thing. Have you ever gotten into trouble minding your own business? Am I the only one this morning? <laughs> Their backs were beaten. I would think it would be very humiliating, I know it would be for me, if they took my clothes off of me. In the city, in the area, the country, the marketplace, and then beaten thrown into prison for doing the right thing. But ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I am a student. I love to learn things. This inner prison was not your regular cute little prison with the lights on and the TV with a toilet in the middle and then you have a little bunk bed. The inner prison, I found a picture, because I wanted to see what it looked like, would scare anybody just looking at it. The inner prison was behind the main prison. Roman prisons were horrible. It was constructed of boulders, huge boulders. And they were thrown in there, no light, no bathroom. They didn't clean anything up put their feet in stocks, which means they couldn't and go use the bathroom. You need to pay attention to details here. And when the door was closed, there was no, was no air going in there. No air. No light in this inner prison. So what did they have to do? Their attitude... Number one, it was important. Though they were in jail, they did not allow the jail to go into them. Did you hear what I'm saying? The problems that you face, the thrill sensations of fear or misunderstandings or confusion or closed doors that Father holds brain for us about don't necessarily have to be in you. You can be there and not be in you. Amen? Amen. 
So, what did they do? They made a decision to pray and to sing. Now, this is the word for the Church of Jesus Christ Universal. We're good at praying. Whether we believe it or not, we do some, we mouth our mouths. But we don't sing. Some places sing, but they don't pray. They were in stocks, hurting from being beaten. Can't see anything. And Paul looked at Silas, I figure in my mind, and said, praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Jesus, blessed Savior, he's worthy to be praised. Said, from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, he is worthy. Oh, yes, he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Praise him. And so I can see that they just went on doing that. I was thinking that because Paul was a scholar of scripture. And the hymn book was the book of Psalms, as we know it. I'm sure he remembered Psalms 100. That said, to come before my presence with thanksgiving and to enter the courts with praise. That's where we get praise and worship from, Steve. That's where we get it from. Coming into his presence with thanksgiving is a thanksgiving. That is worship. And into his courts with praise is the praise. And there's a difference between worship and thanksgiving. And it doesn't mean fast and slow songs. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. But I want you to know, detail, the Hebrew word for presence, there's two meanings, pane and patah. It means the face of God turns. When you are singing from your heart, from your spirit. The face of God turns. From what I understand and gathered, we're going to find out what's going to take place next Sunday with the building and with the church. If ever there's a time that we need to pray and sing, it is not. We don't have to let the Episcopal Church kick us around. We are not at their mercy. That's what the Lord says. You can write your ticket. That's what the Bible says. I'm not saying that we ignore what's going on. That's not what the Bible says. Paul and Silas were in prison. That was a real situation. But they prayed and they sung. Well, preacher, I don't sing well. Oh, the scripture says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Ah, I don't care what you say. You can make a joy because the Lord is looking at your heart. He's looking at your spirit. That's what moves heaven. Do you believe God or do you know him? There's a difference between believing and knowing him. Amen? Okay, let's go on. So it says, 
25th verse, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, not to one another, to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. That means they were not whispering. And if you could see what that prison looks like, they were doing some serious singing. Suddenly, there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open and everyone's chains were unfastened. The type of praying and singing and worshiping and hymns that I'm talking about, Father Jose, are the kind that you pray until. You sing until. We can do this little A and B selection, but it's until. You've got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that we invite to come in. If he wants to hear the song again, you do it again. And you do it again until there is a breaking, there is a deliverance, there is a healing that takes place in your body and in your soul. Remember that Jesus Christ is king of kings. He is not Burger King. We can always go in and out and get things when we want it like this. There is a time that we have to wait on him. Where we get into trouble, church, is we try to fill in the gaps and we get into trouble. And God is so merciful that he gets us out of the stuff that we did trying to help him out. Just ask uh, Sarah about that. And that takes more time. More time. Right? Let's go on. Earthquake. Foundation to prison shaken. The doors open. And everyone's chains were unfastened. Praise, singing, and praying is infectious. It is impossible to worry and pray and praise at the same time. It will affect not only you, but the person or the community around you. It will cause those prison doors to shake and come open. An old preacher told me one time that heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. And when Paul and Silas were singing... God began to pat his foot. (laughs) And he was patting and enjoying the praises to him. And the earth had to respond. Things have to shift. They can't stay the same. They will never stay the same. When you focus and desire him more than yourself, more than your diseases, more than your poverty, more than your pain, more than your backwards thinking, more than anything that you can think of. Change is important, and we're in for a big one. The whole world is in for a big one. The spiritual world is more real than the world that we can see. I'm going to tell you now that after this election, things are going to change like you have never seen in your life. And the Lord is trying to get his church together. He's been talking to the church for a long time. And now it's about 11.45 in the space of time. 
And the Lord is going to come back. When? I don't know. He's just coming back. That's good enough for me. So, the jailer woke up. What? Wasn't he supposed to keep watch? And he went to sleep? Wasn't he commanded to keep watch? Don't you know that if a Roman soldier goes to sleep, it's automatic death? That's the penalty? And he went to sleep through the praise service. He went to sleep through the prayer. He went to sleep through the earthquake. He went to sleep when the doors and the chains fell down. He was asleep. But it says suddenly, suddenly, he woke up and he saw. He woke up and he saw the doors wide open. And he drew his sword and was about to kill himself since he was supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. He woke up. Are you sleeping? I could never understand going to some tremendous meetings where the presence of God is so strong. People would run to the altar and just throw their drugs, their pipes, their whatever it was on the altar without any invitation. And there would be people sleeping or texting or, or doing their Avon uh, subscription. I'm, I'm, not telling, I'm not making this up. These are things I've seen. How? Can they do this? Or they're sitting over here and the person they don't like uh, and they'll take communion and go out this door or that door. Unforgiveness. They're asleep. This jailer was physically asleep and spiritually asleep. Are you sleeping? Are you sleeping? That is the prophetic word for the house and for the church of Jesus Christ. The song we sung when I was a little girl, Are You Sleeping, Are You Sleeping, Brother John? Morning bells are ringing, morning bells are ringing, right? The Lord is ringing the bell to wake up. Pay attention, pay attention. The people that sit on your row, have you noticed that maybe they're wearing the same dress and the same shirt for two weeks, two months? Same shoes? Have you gone and said, uh, uh, brother, can I take you or sister to lunch? I've noticed that you have on the same shirt you've been wearing. Is that your favorite shirt or do you need a shirt? I've noticed that um, you are having problems with your car. These are simple things, but we know we live over here and we live over there and we live over there and we, and we don't have time and we live over here. Are you sleeping? Are you sleeping? Yes. Yes. Satan has no power except what we give him. And the battlefield, as Joycey Meyer says, is in the mind. The Bible lets us know it's in the mind. When you're in warfare, beloved ones, 
That is not the best time to get your rifle and gun and, and say, oh, hey, but where are my bullets? Where, how, how, do you, how do you hold this? Oh, no, 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 no. This is a time of preparation for praying and singing your hymns to God until the earthquake comes. You do it until there's a change in you and in your family. You don't have to negotiate and write a dissertation about the problem or the situation. God knows it all. Approach him boldly in faith, believing to receive that which his word says is yours. So, look at the attitude of the jailer. He could have said, I've got to kill myself. That, that's it. There's no hope for me. But the Lord always says, don't do that. I've already made provision for you. That's what we do. He has made provision for us. And look at his attitude. He fell down. He humbled himself. He worshiped. Paul prayed for him, the scripture says. Not only that, the jailer took him home. Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You will be saved. Not maybe, not if you do this for me. Not, no, 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 no. You will be saved. You and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. And the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. The jailer washed their wounds. And then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them. And he and the entire household rejoiced that he became a believer in God. What will it take for you to wake up of your sleep? How do I know if I'm asleep? Well, when you get up in the morning, and after you take care of nature's urge, urgings, and you got to put on CNN, that's a telltale sign. If you got to see uh, cut court Judge Judy and all those other things and... The, the end of the night and the ship turns, whatever those soap operas are, that you can't move without them. You've got to have them. If when you get together in your little, little groups and you talk about your knee and your, and your ear ball, you know, fell and this, and that's all, and nobody prays, that's an indication that you're sleeping. Think about the details of what you talk about. Life and death, Proverbs tells us, are in the power of the tongue. If you don't like what you see, don't blame Father Jose. What are you talking about? There is no disease that God cannot heal and deliver. None. His mercy is great. Isn't his mercy great, my sister? I can't hear you. Okay. She was stretched out a couple of Sundays ago, and she's sitting up today. I love it. Are you sleeping? Pray and sing. 
Sometimes you can't just start praying, so sing first. Sometimes singing will get your juices going. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary. Savior divine, now hear me while I pray. Huh? Take all my sin away. Oh, let me from this day be holy thine. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for your word. That it will not return to you void, but it's going to accomplish what you mean for it to accomplish in the hearts and minds of your people. Lord, as we prepare to partake of the bread and the wine, let us not forget that you were broken for us. And that it's because of your wounds that we are healed. We choose to praise you. We choose to worship you. We choose to pay attention to the work of the apostles as we walk through these perilous days ahead. For those who are in pain of heart because they have been broken for whatever reason, whether it was a promise broken, a marriage broken, a, a contract broken, you are a healer. For those who are standing in faith for healing, Lord, I ask for a creative miracle to take place in the bodies of your people. Lord, we honor you. We glorify you. I pray, Lord, that St. David's will be known in this diocese as a singing, praying church where miracles of deliverance and salvation takes place. Let this place be known as a breaker and shaker for the area in which we live in. We honor you. We glorify you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Then everybody said,